Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. 44 years ago today, Elvis Aaron Presley passed away. The king of rock and roll. The iconic king of rock and roll, Elvis Aaron Presley. Born January 8th, 1935 in Tupelo, Mississippi. Died August 16th, 1977 in Graceland. Well, Memphis, Tennessee. But at his estate, Graceland. Just a little walk down memory lane of the king. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. You know, speaking of the king, I was reading an article not long ago that uh, talked about uh, Elvis was doomed to die young, but not from drugs. Now, you know, he had these health battles from birth that have been revealed in this new book. And I got to talk to this lady, I think, because uh, this story goes on to talk about how we all think we know how Elvis died. Right, He was found in his bathroom at Graceland and pronounced dead at Memphis Baptist Memorial Hospital. His autopsy was legally sealed for 50 years, but his cause of death was attributed to heart heart failure, uh, exacerbated by constipation, caused by years of excessive prescription drug use. But in this new book, Destined to Die Young by author Sally Hodel, Uh, She disputes the accepted facts and gives a compelling and detailed medical and family reasons why. So, you know, his mom died when she was 46. He had uncles die of heart, kidney, and liver issues in their 40s and early 50s. So this author goes on to document how he was Yes, he had this problem with prescription medications, but it was because he was trying to self-medicate all these other issues that were going on with him. According to this author, it goes on to talk about he had uh, glaucoma, heart disease, diabetes, arthritis that he was you know, suffering from, and he was trying to still be the king, Elvis. And that's what doing, you know, that's what the prescription drugs were, were all about. And I'd love to talk to this author and see what else she found on the King, but holy cow, uh, he was just, you know, other than, you know, taking too much (laughs) pain medication, cause you know, who's going to say no to the King. Um, he was doing that to self-medicate and try to make himself feel better. You know, I was looking back at some of the older pictures of the King and I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. Um, but wow, he did not look good (laughs) at the end. You can quote me on that. Uh, the King did not look good at the end, man. He was really struggling and that's a shame. That's a real shame. So, Rest in peace, Elvis Aaron Presley. All right, what else is going on? We've got the Tropical Storm Fred getting ready to make landfall. 
By the time you hear this podcast, I'm sure Fred will have already made landfall in the panhandle of Florida. So it's just a tropical storm, though. Give me a break. Maximum sustained winds of 60 miles an hour. It's moving at about 10 miles an hour. So, ah, a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind. No big deal. Then we have a tropical storm, or I guess it's a tropical depression grace that's out there. And that's just going to bring heavy rainfall across the Dominican Republic, Haiti, Cuba, Jamaica, the Cayman Islands. That's it, though. And then it looks like it's going to cruise straight across into Mexico. So not even and Central America, not even going to make a turn up into the Gulf. That's what the Hurricane Center is predicting. So good news that uh, Haiti has to deal with a tropical depression coming through because they suffered a 7.2 earthquake (laughs) this past weekend. Right now, more than 1,200 people have been found to have died and countless buildings have been demolished. Rescuers are rushing to look for survivors as Tropical Depression Grace is making its way toward Haiti. I was looking at the uh, earthquake maps uh, here on the planet, and it looks like in the past day, there's only been 46 earthquakes. That's it, though. Just the 46 in the last day. I see where the uh, South Sandwich Island region is getting hammered with earthquakes <laughs> as you go down the list of earthquakes that happen a five one a five a four six wow a five a six nine Oof. a five two a five three a four eight a five eight holy cow this is just in you know the last day a five three a 5-2, a 5-1, a 5-2, a 5-5. That's just in the last day. Now, those of you that are thinking, hey, um, the South Sandwich Islands, that sounds like a beautiful place. Yeah, I'll read you the description of the South Sandwich Islands. Um, South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands is a British overseas territory in the Southern Atlantic Ocean. It's actually east of the very tip of South America. So when you get all the way down to the edge end of Argentina, then head east and you'll run into the South Sandwich Islands and South Georgia. It's a remote and inhospitable collection of islands consisting of uh, the South Georgia Island, which is, I guess, the biggest and a chain of smaller islands known as the South sandwich islands so they are just getting hammered with the earthquake but just the uh, there how many was that in the last 24 hours one two three four five holy cow six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen just fourteen earthquakes in a day please and they call it inhospitable stop so we have that going on 
And then we have along an 800-mile stretch of the Alaska's Aleutian Islands, uh, three volcanoes are erupting at the same time. Oh, is that it? Yeah, well, two of them are spewing a little bit of ash and some steam. That's it. Now, the eruptions have been going on for more than a week now, but they don't currently pose a threat to nearby communities and haven't disrupted any air travel yet but they don't really know exactly when it's gonna happen so there's a whole bunch of that little volcanic activity going on now according to volcanic erupts uh current eruptions uh 43 volcanoes were continuing eruption in june And right now they're saying that 26 volcanoes are marked uh, yes and are, you know, they're still erupting. And and that's it, though. Don't don't worry about it. So Earth is just changing as we speak above our above our heads and below our feet. Did I mention that farmers in Australia are burning their own crops right now? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's a, a, a plague infesting their hay yeah well first came the drought and then the floods and now the mice (laughs) according it's not funny it's not funny at all according to the farmers you can't get rid of the smell because they die in the walls uh yeah have you ever had mice or rats die in your home you know you have to find where they're at because the smell is overwhelming. Same thing happens with humans, Jeff. Yes, I know. The mice are invading homes. They're destroying crops. They're chewing through appliances, sofas, cars, and, of course, a livelihoods. Some of the videos coming out of Australia because of the mice is incredible. I mean, thousands, thousands of mice so the farmers said they've never experienced anything like the mouse plague that's uh, ravaging australia's grain belt right now and they were all happy last year when the rains finally came and the drought was over but no they are a little unhappy right now so because they they the rain led to bumper crops and so they put all the grain in the barns and they had all this extra hay. They had enough hay that they were going to feed their cattle for years. And then the mice showed up and uh, said, uh, yeah, we're going to eat this hay because there's a whole bunch of it. So um, they're (laughs) they're talking about how bad the smell is because of they're in the hay and they're, you know, defecating and urinating. And the one farmer said, we, it just lingers on your clothes, the, the mice smell. So we've just got that going on. That's it though. That's it. So you've got, you've got, uh, earthquakes, you've got hurricanes, you've got volcanoes and you have plague. Huh? Is there fires anywhere? Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, according to the National Wildland Fire Situation Report, they've had 
5,000, or I say they, we here on this planet have had 5,407 wildfires this year. And the U.S. has had 39,795 fires. (laughs) That's what it says. And it says we've had a million, 500,000, 1,546,374 acres or areas, hectares, and uh, total year-to-date has been over 3,604,449 acres, miles, hectares that have burned. Okay, so we have hurricanes, we have earthquakes, we have volcanoes, we have fires. It's a good thing that we don't have anything going else going on, you know, like, uh, oh, that's right. There's a pandemic going on. <laughs> yeah, there's that going on. Now, well, we're all getting along, though, right? I mean, everybody's, no, there's, there's no, we're not all getting along. Oh, well, there's just that little thing in, in Afghanistan that's happening. I mean, you know, the Taliban has effectively taken power in Afghanistan. I would, some, of all, some would say that that actually is what an insurrection looks like. <laughs> uh, that's it, though. Now, the U.S. government has said it's going to go ahead and deploy nearly 6,000 troops to facilitate evacuations with uh, the military and civilian flights over the next couple of days. So you'd think that that would have been taken care of before the military actually left Afghanistan, but you know, why would you think something like that? And we could break it down to all the civilians and troops that have died since we went in to Afghanistan in 2001 and the cost of it, which has been astronomical, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I don't know that, I don't know that it could have been stopped in the long run, but for it to have happened this fast is embarrassing and i know that uh our uh joint chiefs and our uh president of the united states you know the commander-in-chief that guy who has been literally non-existent this past weekend as the taliban has been taken over uh afghanistan it's pretty embarrassing pretty embarrassing and if I'm a country like China, let's say for an ex- just just off the top of my head. If I'm a country like China, I'd be saying, well, I guess I can just take Taiwan. I'm not worried about it. What's the United States going to do? If I'm a country like, oh, I don't know, Russia, I would say, well, I just might as well take Ukraine. Uh, what's the United States going to do? So if you're a country that believes you have some sort of U.S. help, um, I don't know that you do now. It's pretty embarrassing, pretty embarrassing. And I, look, I know, like I said, I, 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 I wouldn't have been surprised if this would have happened in a couple year span, which is what they were talking about could happen if the Afghan people didn't take their country back and rule it themselves. But it hasn't even, it's been a week and they've just taken completely taken over it's wow it's embarrassing for the united states that's for sure and the world so we have uh earthquakes we have hurricanes we have volcanoes (laughs) we have fires 
we have plagues, we have pandemics, and we have war and insurrection. That's it, though. Well, no, let's talk about the asteroids. I forgot about the asteroids. Okay, so the asteroid Bennu, B-E-N-N-U, the NASA now believes that it has a slightly greater chance of hitting the Earth than previously thought. Just a a little bit better chance of hitting the Earth. Okay, so the odds went from 1 in 2,700 to 1 in 1,750 over the next century or two. Oh, okay, so we're, we're not real sure. Yeah, um, we're not real sure, and we believe that it's going to pass between the moon and the Earth in 2135. Now, they say that that might throw it off a little bit because of our gravity. And another good thing is this. If it did slam into the earth, let's just say for the sake of argument that it did hit the earth. It's not going to wipe out life. It's not going to be like a dinosaur extinction level event. (laughs) It's just going to be a crater into the size of the earth. Just. You know, I don't know. This, uh, you know how the the big crater that you see on the Earth, it's just going to be like maybe a hundred times greater than that. That's it, though. Sure, uh, let's say it would hit the eastern seaboard and pretty much devastate things up and down the coast, but it wouldn't devastate the planet. <laughs> so don't worry about it. I mean, it's going to go between earth and the moon that's pretty close you can quote me on that and i don't think that's really a good thing but you know whatever so there's that so we have what uh earthquakes fires floods volcanoes pandemics oh did i mention hurricanes um plagues, war, and uh, asteroids. So, (laughs) happy Monday. (laughs) Happy, happy Monday. Let's go to the break room while we still can and have an ice-cold beverage, shall we? I know I need one. Did you see where T-Mobile has said that they're investigating claims that they have gained uh, access, that someone, hackers, have gained access to the personal data of more than 100 million people? No? Well, yeah, it's true. They said they're looking into the alleged data breach based on a claim made in a forum post. Oh, okay. Now, according to this, the seller is asking for bitcoins in exchange for the for the data. Now, it's only compromised 100 million users, and normally I wouldn't worry too much about it, except that I was with Sprint for a long time, which is now T-Mobile. So there's that. Now, they say the alleged massive data breach of over 100 million users 
is, uh, you know, they're not saying that it's actually true or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, they said that the Post mentioned, that the Post didn't mention T-Mobile exactly, but said that the data came from T-Mobile's servers. So T-Mobile USA, full customer info, the seller said in a post, according to Motherboard. Okay. So, I mean, I'm sure that only includes, ah, you know, social security numbers, phone numbers, names, addresses, driver's license information, stuff like that. But we've hear of these breaches all the time. And it stands to reason that our information is out there already. And it's just a matter of who's going to use it for what purpose, right? Uh, okay. Now it says here that the seller wants six bitcoins, which is worth about two hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. T-Mobile, foot the bill. Okay, what do you say? We give them the we give them the six bitcoins, and you get your information back. Okay, yeah, no problem. Good. We we good with that? All right. I know I am. All right, let's see where Free Guy, the movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds, was the number one movie at the box office this weekend. It got uh, $28,400,000. Don't Breathe 2 only uh, made $10,600,000 in theaters. However, Don't Breathe 2 only cost about $15 million to make. So it already made $10 million of that back. Whereas Ryan Reynolds, Free Guy was about a $100 million budget. So $28,400,000 is not quite $100 million. And the second week of Suicide Squad, <laughs> 7750000 down 70%. Ooh, and it was in over 4,000 theaters. Wow. Not good. That's, that's too bad. But... That was on HBO Max also, which boosted those numbers a lot. So we'll see. I see where Black Widow's already made $178,200,000. That's pretty good. Pandemic level money. Pretty good. I know they're still struggling with getting people back to the theaters, and you know how I feel about that. Theaters are over. I know you don't want to believe that anymore, and especially you people at the theaters. You don't want to believe that anymore, but it is. It's already over, okay? So let's just move on with our lives away from the theater. Oh, and for those of you thinking you were going to see Tony Bennett on his uh, tour, no. Uh, The remaining 2021 tour has been canceled, and he is retiring from performing. Wow. Tony Bennett, at the age of 95, said he is retiring from performing. 70 years plus performing and he revealed earlier this year that he has alzheimer's disease and it said uh, from his son a you know a report from his son said that it was a hard decision canceling the remaining 2021 tour but it has been made on doctor's orders and so his health must be deteriorating quicker than they had anticipated i know they had the big the big show with uh, Lady Gaga at uh, New York City's Radio City Music Hall, which probably was a great show. Would have been great to see him there. And uh, so that's it. I know. Dry your eyes. You'll only 
You'll only make your cheeks wet and you still won't get to see Tony Bennett anymore. It's actually really sad. Apparently he is getting too tired the pressures of touring. Look, it's a, it's a dragon. He's 95 years old and he's starting to suffer from Alzheimer's. According to his son, his singing voice is still strong, but they're worried that the concerts are just too much for him. They don't want him to fall. And they're worried that, uh, you know, he won't be able to sing from a physical standpoint. So anyway, sad news. Tony Bennett retires from performing. I mean, the guy's 95 years old. The guy has been awesome for <laughs> over 50 years. I, you know, give the guy a little bit of a slack, right? Okay, let's do that. I mean, some would say that at 95, he is making a decision that probably should have been made for our president quite some time ago. But I digress. And in other entertainment news, Eminem's adopted daughter, formerly known as Whitney, has come out as non-binary and wants to be called Stevie. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm all right with that. So he adopted the 19 year old when he briefly reunited with the child's mother and they got divorced and then they got remarried and then they had another biological child that was Haley. So there's a video a photo montage of the teen throughout stages of her childhood up until the present day and begins with Stevie crying. In the TikTok video, Stevie writes, watch me become more comfortable with myself. By the end of the montage, the video is captioned, Stevie, all pronouns. As you go through, you watch the montage. It starts out with uh, Whitney, she, her. And then there's more pictures, and then it changes to Whitney, they, she. And then there's more pictures, and then it turns into Stevie, they, she. And then there's more pictures, and then it turns into Stevie, all pronouns. So there's that. You don't want to be called Stevie. You know what? You're Stevie. What the heck do I care? No word yet whether David Mickelson, uh, you know, David Mickelson, the co-founder of the fact-checking website Snopes, is going to change his, you know, name or pronouns. You know, he was just, uh, he was just busted. I know that he, uh, you know, he liked it to, uh, he loved to present himself as the arbiter of truth online. But uh, it's just been pointed out that he's been uh, plagiarizing articles you know, they found uh, articles between 2015 and 2019, just the 54 articles with the plagiarized material in them. After BuzzFeed uh, inquired, uh, hey, Snopes, uh, what about your guy, uh, you know, plagiarizing articles? They conducted an internal review and they confirmed that under a pseudonym, the Snopes byline and his own name, uh, he wrote and published 54 articles with plagiarized material. Yeah, that's it, though. Just the 54. Now, Snopes VP and editorial and managing editor uh, suspended Mickelson from editorial duties pending a comprehensive internal investigation. He remains an officer and a 50% shareholder of the company. You know, does it? I don't know that it matters. You know, I know Snopes. Let us be clear. Plagiarism undermines our mission and values. Full stop. 
It has no place in any context within this organization. Oh, okay. Now, Snopes editorial staff disavowed Mickelson's behavior in a separate statement signed by eight current writers. We strongly condemn these poor journalistic practices. We work hard every day to uphold the highest possible journalistic and ethical standards. Do you? Do you really? Okay. Well, if you say so. So apparently Snopes is going to retract all the offending stories and disabled advertising on them. And it's also going to append an editor's note of explanation to each. There's no excuse for my serious lapses in judgment, said Mickelson. I'm sorry. Okay, so is it that big of a deal, really? I, yeah, I guess. You know, because they try to uh, say that they fight against rumors and fake news and for them to be plagiarizing articles from the Guardian and the LA Times is, you know, a big deal because he tries to come across as this, you know, great guy and this arbiter of truth. But is it that big of a deal, really? I don't know. I, I guess it is. It's just because they're all a bunch of hypocritical pieces of... All right, so what is happening in the world of vaccines and vaccinations and mandates and rules and laws? Well, there aren't any laws, really. There's just mandates. So Live Nation is going to require vaccines for concert goers. Yes, you, the concert goer. They're going to require vaccines for everywhere that's possible. So that's just not everywhere. <laughs> Uh, it's just this is where it's possible beginning October 4th, uh, any live nation venue or promoter will need to be vaccinated. So they're going to mandate shots for concert goers and they're going to mandate shots for anyone who works for them. Oh, uh, is that anyone? Yeah. Uh, anywhere that, uh, anywhere that's permitted by law. We're going to uh, we're going to do that. So just quit your whining and uh, get vaccinated. Okay, yeah. Now employees will also have to be vaccinated and be required to have tested negative for the deadly virus. That actually is something that I was thinking about. Some of these uh, some of these companies and uh, corporations are mandating that everyone get vaccinated but we're finding out through these new variants that was specifically the delta variant that people who are vaccinated can still transmit the disease well it's not a disease jeff it's a virus okay it's not a disease. Okay. All right. I got it. But anyway, so many corporations are saying that if you're not vaccinated, you have to be tested a couple times a week or every day or whatever they're, whatever they're mandating. But if you're vaccinated and you can still transmit the virus, why aren't you being tested? So at least Live Nation is going to go ahead and do that. They're only the largest live events company in the u.s so if you want to do any shows or go to any shows promoted by live nation you will have to be vaccinated 
Okay, great. No problem. I see where Philadelphia is not going to require their city workers to be vaccinated. But if you're not fully vaccinated, you've got to wear two masks. (laughs) I guess that helps. All right. I mean, I guess so. Especially, you know, if you're not vaccinated and you're working with people who are vaccinated and they can still transmit the disease. I keep calling it a disease, the virus. Then I guess the double masking will help you in not getting it if they're transmitting it. I guess. I don't know. So I guess the policy explains that you have a cloth mask over a disposable or surgical mask at all times while working on the site. So that's only in Philadelphia. So don't worry about it. I see where at least a million people have received their third vaccination shot. So that would be an unauthorized booster shot. Now the booster shots are not authorized for anyone right now. It's also unclear according to the CDC that the people who received the third shot did so under the direction of a doctor. No, they just figure they're seeing all the news and they needed the booster shot. So they needed it to boost immunity. And so they went and got it. Huh? Okay. Now they're saying that boosters for the immune compromised may be recommended by the FDA within weeks. And they're saying that the 1.1 million estimated people included uh, in their report that uh, it must probably is going to be more because it counts the people that got the Moderna and the Pfizer shots, but it ignores the people who may have received the one shot Johnson and Johnson and got another shot. And I'd be interested to know if you got the Johnson and Johnson and then went and got a Moderna and or Pfizer two shot vaccination. I'm, I'm confused. And, And plus if you went and got the Moderna, let's say, and you do, I just, do you just go back again and say, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll take, uh, the, a shot. I need one. And they just give it to you. So you just take the, you take the first shot twice. Well, there's no, I haven't seen what the third shot will be is the third shot. Let's say if you're, let's say you're Moderna or Pfizer, right? And it's a two shot program. So is the third shot going to be the first or the second shot of the Moderna and the Pfizer. I'm not sure. And the Johnson and Johnson was supposed to be one and done. So is another Johnson and Johnson a booster or are you getting, if you go and get the Moderna two shots and then get the Johnson and Johnson as the booster, does that work? I I don't know. I, I haven't seen any reports on that at all. So I'd be, I'm interested to see when they say, yeah, you know, it's probably a good idea for you immune compromised people to get that booster shot. Is it just, is it the first shot that you received from Pfizer or Moderna again, or is it the second shot that you're getting again? I I don't know. I don't know, but be ready there. They are all, they've already laid the groundwork and it's all ready to go that you're going to need that booster shot and they're going to tell you that you're going to, you know what, um, after your, 
after you're fully vaccinated and you've been fully vaccinated for two months, two to six months, then you're going to need that third shot just to, just to keep you safe. That's all though, just to keep you safe. And what about the people who are not going to get vaccinated and need proof to go to say, let's say a live nation concert. And you're going to have to have proof of your vaccination. Is there a way that I could get fake vaccination cards? Well, I guess there is. But according to customs, the officers have been seizing shipments of fake vaccination cards. Now, not that many, though. I was really surprised. They say in one article that a shipment of counterfeit cards showing proof of vaccination were seized on their way to New Orleans. Um, but it was 51 false vaccination cards. What are you kidding me? 51 cards? That's nothing. So I guess it was flagged at the port of Memphis, Tennessee. Boy, and that <laughs> that port of Memphis, huh? Huge. So apparently officials described the phony cards as low quality with several typos and misspellings. And so this was their 15th shipment that officers had seized in one night. And so in, in to date, officials have seized more than 3,000 fake cards across 121 seizures at the Memphis location alone. All right, well, then I guess it's starting to add up a little bit. <laughs> if it's just the Memphis port and they've already got 121 seizures with 3,000 fake cards they claim that they all come from china and they're described on the shipments as paper greeting cards use for greeting card sometimes they are paper paper card but they're always from china and they come in packs of 20 51 or 100 and they're not trying to conceal them in anything they aren't hidden in books. Uh, I would say that the ones they're getting are the ones that aren't being concealed. That makes me a little nervous. And I'm sure that there are a lot more getting through than what they're catching. So there's, this just means, and, and, I, and I also, it also goes back to what we talked about a while ago, that this also is kind of interesting that we're seeing all kinds of stories about the fake vaccination cards and their counterfeit and these the ones that we're catching are low quality with typos and they're all coming from china and you know what's needed we need a special government vaccination card and it's going to have to be official there's going to have to be a stamp and then we're going to give you a little QR code that you can use from your phone or your computer or your laptop that you'll be able to prove that you're fully vaccinated. But it's going to have to be government issued. That's just the way it is. Oh, okay. Because what they're finding now is that people are using fake vaccination cards. I know they just busted a father and son in Hawaii for using, I'm sorry, allegedly using fake vaccination cards to travel to Hawaii. So a father and son traveling from the United States, the mainland of the United States, to Hawaii. 
have been arrested and they're now facing up to a year in prison and fines. Oh, wow. Okay. So these two people, the father and son, Norbert Chung, 57, and his son, Trevor Chung, 19, were arrested Sunday at Honolulu's uh, airport, the uh, International Den UK Inouye Airport. The attorney for the Chung said after being arrested, the duo flew back to California where they were tested for COVID-19. The results came back negative. Then they flew back to Oahu where they are now going through the court system. So, okay. I mean, they're following the... They're following the rules and regulations. The Chungs are accused of falsifying their coronavirus vaccination cards. Okay. They received a tip before the tourists arrived in Hawaii. Uh, okay. I mean, hey, I'd like to report uh, the, the Chungs. They're traveling to a Hawaii and they have fake vaccination cards. I mean, uh, did they have to show them before they got on the plane? And then the people for the airlines said it's fake, but they let them fly to Hawaii anyway without calling them out at the airport? I'm, I'm not sure. So they face up to a year in prison as well as $5,000 in fines, maximum fine of $5,000. So remember, if you're thinking about traveling to Hawaii, you've got a self-quarantine for 10 days. They can uh, You can get an exemption from the quarantine by being fully vaccinated, then uploading your vaccination record document to the Safe Travels website or providing a hard copy of their COVID-19 vaccination card when arriving in Hawaii. So there you have it. There's going to have to be a government card, right? Because if I travel to Hawaii, like the Chungs, and they say, ooh, this card is fake, how do I prove that it's not? If they say it, it is, I'd like to know how they prove it. Now, they have a task force that they've set up in Hawaii, which is, is good. I mean, it's part of the task force job to investigate community complaints that come in about what's going on with visitors that may or may not be cooperating. Yeah, you've got to cooperate. Who do you think you are not cooperating? According to the governor, the arrest of the father and son is an example of the state's stringent enforcement of coronavirus restrictions. To come to Hawaii and spend thousands of dollars on a trip and hotel and airfare and the money you're going to spend to enjoy paradise. You're going to risk that and spend even more money because you put yourself, your family, and others in jeopardy by trying to falsify documents to come and enjoy paradise? Um, yeah, because I think your way of doing things is ridiculous, and I shouldn't have to do that traveling from state to state in the United States of America. But hey, that's just me. According to... The governor's office, 182 people have been arrested by the state or county law enforcement officers for violating emergency quarantine rules. Man, it just makes me want to go to Hawaii. How about you? And it does make me look forward to that government ID with my vaccination records and, and everything. And it just, 
you know what? It's just going to be easier if we put a chip in you. You might as well just so we can scan it and know right off the bat. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. I know there's, I mean, there's so much more I wanted to talk to you about today. So I'll just leave you with, over the weekend, I was listening to um, Jay Shetty, who is, uh, I don't know if you know Jay, if you've seen his, he's got a, his podcast is On Purpose, and he his book is Think Like a Monk, which, uh, you know, he's fascinating. He's a fascinating guy, and I really like listening to him, and his interviews are uh, are entertaining from time to time. And uh, he was quoting from Charles Cooley, this sociologist who died, you know, in 1929 from uh, the University of Michigan. But his quote, really, I was just kind of like, okay, I, I that made me really think this weekend. And I'm going to give it to you. And you can just take it with you as your day progresses. If you're listening live, it's the 16th of August, 2021. We started off with, it's a day that Elvis Presley passed away. So it's a, it's an anniversary of sorts, but I'll leave you with the Charles Cooley quote to get you through the rest of your day, the rest of your week, and perhaps the rest of your life. Quote, I am not what I think I am, and I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Think about it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.